fresh every Tuesday for MSPs around the world. Around the world. This, this is Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to a new hot, fresh, sizzling podcast. Here's what we've got coming up for you this week. How you can take the compliance edX for MSPs and make a real revenue from it. That's Shai Cohen. He is an expert in compliance. Yeah, I know, not the most interesting subject to put in a podcast. However, compliance could potentially be a brand new profit stream for your MSP. We'll explain more later on in the show. We're also looking at work from home setups and whether you can use a work from home setup to persuade an existing client to buy something new from you or even persuade a brand new client to pick you in the first place. Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast. I got a strange tale of two books, one which is the best book I've ever read and another by the same author, yeah, not quite so good. So years ago I read, it was probably one of my first ever marketing psychology books. I've talked about it on this podcast numerous times. It's a book called Influence by Dr. Robert Cialdini and you have to read this. It was written in 1984 and Robert Cialdini, who is a marketing professor, excuse me, actually, he's a psychology professor who focuses just on marketing, somewhere in New York, I think. And he he essentially invented the whole field of marketing psychology. He coined the term social proof. So go and find that book and read it and absorb it. If if you find it a tough read, because it's a little bit technical in places, listen to it on Audible, but there are so many insights that you'll get about how to influence people with your marketing. So that came out, what, 30 odd, 40 years ago. And when I heard about five years ago that Cialdini had written a brand new book called Presuasion, well, I grabbed myself a, a hardback copy. I got literally the sort of the, the first edition that came out and I hungrily ripped it open from Amazon and I tweeted Robert Cialdini, who didn't reply, and said, you know, oh, I've got Presuasion, it's amazing. And yeah, it's not such a great book, unfortunately. If I'm honest, Persuasion is one idea wrapped up in a very big book, lots of padding. And his original book, Influence, is many, many, many great ideas, you know, neatly packaged into a, into a tiny uh, and, and very well-written book. I'm not, not, I don't like to dismiss books. It's hard to write books, but Persuasion by Robert Cialdini is not a book I recommend you read. In fact, what I'm going to do or attempt to do in the next 60 seconds is to tell you what the book is about and the implications on your MSP's marketing. So the very concept of persuasion, which is, if you like, pre-persuasion. Persuasion is where what goes before affects what comes after. So let me give you some examples, which I've just made up on the spot, because normally when I talk about a book, I reread the book before I come and mention it on the podcast, but I cannot bring myself to reread this book. Sorry, Dr. Cialdini. Um, so I'm going to make up some, some examples off the top of my head. So let's do some from outside of technology. Let's say, for example, you were going to look at houses. And in fact, what I'm about to describe happened to me when I was looking for the very house that I'm living in now. So the estate agent I went to, I, was, I said to him, look, I, I want to live in, in this uh, this area, this village. Uh, I'm looking for this kind of house. This is my budget from kind of minimum up to, you know, if you get past this, I'm just not going to get a mortgage on it. 
can you can you take me and show me some houses please and he took me to three houses and he deliberately took me to two of the wrong houses before he brought me to this house which was very much the right kind of house and i think he was doing that deliberately because i think he knew that what goes before affects what comes after so he took me to the first house it was a little bit pokey it was kind of an old victorian house there wasn't much parking it was nice don't get me wrong it was nice and it was within budget but it just didn't feel right and it didn't meet my criteria so then we drove to the second house and this was exhausted i mean this house was you know it was big it was huge it was lovely it was just wasn't a great house it wasn't the right house and then he brought me to this house and this house wasn't perfect but it ticked a lot of the boxes in fact it was near the top of our budget uh, it needed a lot of work doing to it which is what i'm having actually done right now and uh, but it was it was amazing and and i literally fell in love with this house as i walked in and i was reflecting on this a few months later as all the paperwork was going through were if he'd taken me to this house first then maybe I wouldn't have been so open to it so receptive because he almost told me well I'm going to take you to two houses which I don't think are right for you then like the final house I think is perfect what goes before affects what comes after so he pre-suaded me he did that by deliberately showing me the wrong choice before he took me to the right choice Lots of people do this in many, many different ways. How would you do this within an MSP? Well, there's lots of different things that you could do. For example, you could pre-suade your prospects by sending them things before they ever meet with you. So let's say you've got a prospect meeting with someone next week. It's the first time that you're going to meet with them. You could pre-suade them by posting, shipping out to them some social proof as Cialdini talked about in Influence. So let's say you have a case study done. In fact, let's say you've had an amazing case study done. It's one of your clients. They've had an amazing amount of success and you have wrapped that case study up into almost like a booklet. It's, it's there as a printed form. And you send that out to your prospect with some candy or with some chocolate or some merch of some kind, mugs, pens, doesn't really matter, whatever. You send it all in a box. We call this an impact box. And you send it out to them and you say hey can't wait to meet you next thursday please before we sit down and discuss your business please can you read this case study or, or even better still here's a link to it on youtube read this case study and go and watch our one of our clients talking about our business on youtube this is persuasion because you will be the only msp that does this and the chances of you winning the sale are dramatically higher than your competitors because they are reading, the prospect is reading and watching a happy client, someone like them uh, having a great experience with your business. What great persuasion. It's almost setting up that yours is the sale to lose, if you understand what I mean by that. You, you know, you've got to perform quite badly not to win that sale. That's a great uh, example of persuasion. You could do exactly the same with your uh, existing clients. If you're doing a strategic review with them, you're going to build them a, a technology roadmap, then you might do exactly the same thing. You might send them a technology roadmap of another client and say, look, we're going to sit down and we're going to work out your technology priorities for the next 
two, three to five years. And uh, I'm going to ask you to commit to that roadmap because then I know the work I've got to do. You know what you've got to budget. And actually, this is taking a very strategic overview of your business, which they will love. You can persuade someone. You get them coming into that strategic review thinking immediately, here I am ready to commit to three to five years of technology spend with my MSP, with my IT company. This is amazing. This is exactly what we want. So... The book itself you can skip, it's a big long read with one idea in it and that is the idea that what we do before affects what comes after. If you want to get more sales and you want better conversions and clients to say yes to you more often, then you've got to put more work in before you're actually going to see them. Case studies, prep like that, all of those kind of things, it really is a worthwhile use of your time. Here's this week's clever idea. Now, here's another persuasive tool. This isn't quite persuasion. This is almost bribing your clients to do something. You see, I've had this idea. I think it's a cracker. I'd be interested to see what you think about this. You can let me know, by the way, any feedback on this podcast. Just email hello at Paul Green's mspmarketing.com. It's me. You will actually reach the real me at the end and I will reply to every single email that I get as long as you're not rude to me. So this idea is to use technology to bribe either an existing client to commit to a new contract or to sign off a big project or maybe to get a brand new client to choose you in the first place. Bribe probably isn't a good word. There are probably legal ramifications of the word bribe he says thinking of the UK's anti-bribery act so let, let's say persuade it's it's something you give to, it's a freebie you give someone a freebie but the freebie you give them is unique expensive and beautiful and that's what makes this ideally something that's going to make you stand out from all the other MSPs now the idea behind this is that you build them a unique work-from-home setup. Because we know right now, two odd years, was it two and a half years on, from the start of the pandemic, that everyone has some element of work-from-home right now. So if you've got a decision-maker, either an existing client or a brand-new prospect, and you're trying to persuade them to make a sensible choice and pick you, what you could throw into the mix is you say to them, hey, look, when you make this commitment, we are going to come into your house and we're going to set you up with the ultimate work-from-home home setup. We're going to get a highly professional webcam. We're going to attach it to your desk so it's fixed and all the wires are hidden. It'll look beautiful. There'll be some LED lights on the side. Uh, We'll have a professional proper microphone for you. It'll all be set up and it'll be wonderful. It'll be on your desk. Hey, do you have an Alexa? You do? Okay, we'll bring some smart plugs and we'll set them all up as well so that the when you say Alexa, you know, you can say Alexa, switch on, switch off, whatever it is. And please don't let my own Alexa go off. Are you going to? Oh, the blue ring is on. That's a scary thought. Sorry if I've just triggered your Alexa there, but you get the idea. So you set them up with this amazing work from home setup. I mean, you could go even further if you wanted to. You could get them a stand up, sit down desk. You could get them one of those expensive ergonomic chairs. You know, like was it the Herman Miller ones? Uh, you could you could really go to town on that, and you could actually put a dollar value on that of a couple of thousand dollars. Certainly a decent camera, lights, microphone. You know, all the other bits and bobs that go with that. There's a, there's an expense for that. But this is this is free to them. So you're setting this up in the boss's home, in the decision maker's home, as a thank you for them 
picking you for their business. Now, what's the cash cost to you? Well, it's gonna be a little bit less than the retail value, but yes, there will be a cash cost. And I would look at that as a marketing investment. Let's say it costs you $1,000, plus the hell of sending a technician to someone's home. I know we don't wanna go near homes. And I know as well, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, yeah, at some point, that work from home setup is gonna break, and we're gonna to have to go and support that, or maybe even go into their home. And I know that's hell, but if that wins you, a new client that's spending a couple of thousand dollars a month and they stay with you for 10 years, you know, is visiting someone's house now and again to fix their broken webcam if you can't do it remotely, is, is that such a big deal? I don't think it is. I think that's a great investment in marketing. That's what I would do if I ran an MSP. And the thing is, you can actually probably recoup that actual investment anyway, because you could say, once you've set up the at home, you know, the work from home setup, you could say to the decision maker, would you like us to replicate this in your office for you? So not your home office, but your workplace office, literally exactly the same setup. So you just plug your laptop in wherever you are and it works exactly the same. And of course, many, not all, but many decision makers will say, yeah, yeah, I quite like that. That's you charge for that. That becomes a project. In fact, you could even take that a step further. If they have a management team, you could say, would you like us to set up this professional video calling work from home setup for you and all of your team? So the one that you get in your house is free, Mr. or Mrs. Decision Maker, to do it in your workplace or to do it for your, your senior leadership team's homes. There's going to be a, a cost to that. Even if you say to them, look, just please cover the cost of the equipment and we'll install it at no cost for you. Now, the reason I think this is such a good idea is because no one's doing this. If everyone was doing this, then it would be routine, it would be boring, and you know, it'd be very samey and samey kills sales. But right now, I don't know of any or many MSPs that are doing this, and that's the opportunity for you. It doesn't have to be a work from home setup. You just gotta ask yourself, what could we give to our new clients or our existing clients as a thank you that's relevant to technology that genuinely will make their working life better? I can't think of anything other than a work from home setup. Maybe you can. And if you can, go on, do drop me that email because I would love to feature your idea in a future issue of this show. It's hello at paulgreensmspmarketing.com. Paul's. Paul's blatant plug. I've got something brand new for you this week and it's a freebie for you. In fact, you are one of the first MSPs in the entire world to know about this because we have launched a magazine. It's a free magazine. It's called MSP Marketing Magazine. It does what it says on the tin and you can get a copy absolutely free. Now, this isn't a magazine that we're gonna be doing on a regular basis. It's just like a, a one-off thing that we're giving away free and you can get it on our website. All you gotta do is fill in your contact details, you go into our email database, we will send you a physical copy of this magazine for free. But it is good stuff. It's brand new content, uh, which I've written myself. There's case studies in there of other MSPs. You can get marketing ideas from them and we'll ship this out to you completely free of charge. All you need to do is go on to paulgreensmspmarketing.com in the navigation, click on Learning Hub, and you'll see my little face up at the top offering you a free copy of the MSP Marketing Magazine. Just go on to paulgreensmspmarketing.com. The big, big, big interview. Hey, my name is Shai. I'm the CEO and the co-founder of Kamanja, and I'm an expert in compliance market. 
Yeah, and thank you very much for joining us. I think you're joining us from Israel today, which uh, I believe you're the, the first guest we've ever had on. Unless I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure in three years, nearly three years, you're the first guest we've had on from Israel. Yeah. So we are going to talk today about compliance. And I yeah. realize I'm risking thousands of MSPs, you know, hitting the stop button on their on their podcast. But actually, yeah. we're going to talk about compliance made easy and actually turning it into a revenue stream for your MSP. Yeah. So before we come on to talk about that, Shai, t- tell us, let's talk about compliance from ordinary business owners' point of view? Because, the, you know, you, you have an accountancy degree, so you, you probably have a small insight into the world of yeah. accountancy. I'm sure you've looked at the law, and there are many other regulated industries. For a lot of ordinary business owners and managers out there, compliance is a real headache, isn't it? Yeah, you're right, 100%. So actually, most of the companies, when, we tr- when we're speaking with, they don't want to hear about compliance. And when they, uh, when they have a customer that asks them to do so, you know, they are trying to bypass it in some other ways because there is a lot of things to do, a lot of data to do, to collect a lot of uh, tasks that need to be implemented on many, many systems that they have. So they try to do uh, bypassing, try to, you know, not, uh, try to find a way how to do things that will not let them doing compliance. So they're looking for shortcuts is essentially what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because I guess I guess to if you're a lawyer or a CPA, a, a certified professional accountant, or some other kind of regulated industry, that need for compliance. No one wants compliance. You know, no one wakes up in the morning being like, "Woohoo! I get to do compliance and paperwork today." But yeah. in their worlds, they need to be compliant in order yeah. to to sit within the regulations which which allow them to operate business freely. Now that yeah. that desire for shortcuts on compliancy, that's not just sat with those end. Uh, users, those end business owners and managers. In your experience, do you see that MSPs are also looking for shortcuts when they have to get involved with compliance? Actually, when we spoke with some MSPs, uh, what they do in some way, they don't want to do the compliance and they refer it to someone that actually does it, some consultant security or uh, someone like uh, in that profession. Uh, In other way, when it comes that they need to do it, it's will uh, it will be very expensive for the SMBs or to the end customers uh, because a lot of data a lot and a lot of uh, things to be managed collect evidence configure uh, environments and do a lot of things in order to be compliant so yeah. when it comes to that the, the the MSP you know if they are not referred it will be very very hard for them to to comply them if they do if they do so and for the end client it will be very very expensive and very very exhausting you know, to call and do all the tasks that they required. So yeah. some cases, some clients need to be, for example, SOC2, and they need to be also an, an ISO, right? ISO 27001. So doing this both compliance, it's and do comparison and all of this, uh, and all of this task is quite hard for them. I, and for, for what we see, there is not uh, enough resources in the, in the company to do all the things that are related there uh, for compliance. Yeah, no, I imagine. And do you know what? I never thought we'd be talking about ISO standards on this podcast. If I was to make a list of things we must never talk about, that that's yeah. actually on that list. Yeah. So let, let's let's come come talk about your platform. So obviously, you you uh, and your colleagues have created something which actually yeah. allows the MSP to keep this service in-house. So this service yeah. of helping their clients stay compliant, keep it in-house, but there's not a huge amount of work for the MSP to do, which, I mean, that sounds like, you know, exactly what we're looking for. Talk us yeah. through how this platform was created in the first place. Actually, we have found, first of all, that MSPs, 
it's out for them uh, to learn uh, to learn new system and uh, adapt new system at platform uh, when it comes to compliance it's harder do you know uh, if you want to start to be to, to provide the Azure or AWS services you need to do certification that, that will take you a lot of time to learn and bypass and uh, pass some exams etc so what we try to build here it's uh, first of all answer the first problem of the MSPs Don't refer your customers to someone else. Make money for it. So what we did, we built a platform that helped MSP with wizard, step-by-step wizard. You don't need to learn the standard. You don't need to read nothing. Just open, open Kamanja platform, do step-by-step wizard. We're giving you everything that you need for help your clients to be compliant. Just three days, two hours a day, you, are, you, are, you, will, you will implement your clients easily. Yeah. Now, the second thing, it's during the compliance, you need the customer, what you need to do, it's process a lot of system. Uh, same goes with risk management, asset management, questionnaire, systems. If they will not buy it, they will use Excel and, and try to speak with their vendors to answer the question, the questionnaire, a lot of mails and ping pongs. So, do you know, so what we did in Kamanja, we put all of this solution enterprise grade solution into one platform and evidence collection between all of them so what it what it gives to the client it, and to the MSPs the MSPs have a multi-tenant SaaS solution all the time we update it with all the frameworks that are relevant and have a fully cross mapping between all of them which means once you do SAC2 we tell you what left you to do in ISO 27001 you have all the cross mapping all everything that you need for compliance you will not need to do something else Just follow step-by-step step without. You don't need to learn. You don't need to be a certificate with nothing. Just use Kamanja. You have all the tools and your client will be compliance quickly. So let's talk about the, the difficult thing, which is risk. So yeah. if I think of, of, of often when I'm doing these interviews, I picture MSPs that I know well, uh, particularly, particularly those who are quite cynical. And I can imagine them folding their arms and saying, well, that's all, it's all very well shy coming up with a solution like that. And the, the one, the person I'm picturing at the moment, uh, I can imagine him saying risk. You know, if I, if I take on board helping my clients be compliant, I am therefore taking on board some level of responsibility for that. And yet, you know, as opposed to, to let's say, setting up their 365, which the, my, yeah. my, the MSP will know they can do 100% because that's what they do. Something like compliance, which is a distress activity, you know, it, it, it's right, okay, well, we could do it. We could use a platform like this. But what if we end up being responsible for something that's not done properly? So how do you manage that, that level of risk, that risk of it not being done properly? It, this is very good, good questions. So uh, actually what we do in Kamanja, we provide to the, S, to the MSP uh, automatic risk, ma- risk management. What it means, once you are entered the type of the asset that you want to check, we're providing you all the risks that are related, to, depends on the standard, to this type of asset. For example, if you're using Office 365, we're telling you regarding to this compliance, this is the risk that need to be checking. One, two, three, four. You need to do these mitigations in order to help to your client to be compliant with it. And all of this is by the standard requested. What is more, uh, the more good thing on Kamanja that we do, we provide uh, to the uh, MSPs and also to the client all the options to implement uh, some, some task. For example, we're not telling you, okay, this is the task. We're telling you actually how to do it. And we're giving you between 1 to 20 options how to implement every task by the standard and guide you how to do so. 
So this is actually help them to not doing mistake and uh, and taking uh, the responsibilities. By the way, we have a, we generate automatically reports, so you don't need to waste time or writing reports. You just press one click, you get a risk assessment report automatically. You can provide it to your client and tell them, okay, this is what I did. Tell me if this is a, if this is enough for you. This is by the standard. You get approval of the top management, all of the all, and all those things that they requested by the standard by the compliance. And by the end of the day, there is an auditor that need to review this, right? So the auditor give you the last time that what you do, you do it well. Okay, wonderful. Shai, thank you so much for appearing on the podcast today. We, we have an understanding now of how your platform works. Just tell us what's the best way to get in touch with you and have a look to see if it's the kind of tool that could create a new revenue stream. Thank you. So yeah, uh, you can reach us uh, through our LinkedIn. Uh, you can just uh, set com- press Kamanja, write Kamanja on the search box. You can use our website, kamanja.io. There is a book, a demo, and you can immediately uh, reach uh, my calendar and 30 minutes call and we will start to be friends. Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast. This week's recommended book. Hi, this is Mike Andrews, CEO of Nova Backup. The book that I recommend is Rework by Jason Fried and David Heineman Hansen. That's uh, the Jason. Uh, Jason is the CEO of Basecamp, and uh, David is the inventor of Ruby on Rails. Uh, they just pretty much simplified entrepreneurship. You know, one of the sayings in there that I like is, "When you stand for something, decisions are obvious." You know, um, bootstrapping, growing business, increasing productivity, reducing the overplanning of things, and getting exposure. That's kind of what it's about. Kind of that that whole uh, simplifying business and, and growth. Also, a blog that I would recommend would be from a company called OpenView Venture Partners. The founder, Scott Maxwell, he's got plenty of success in my industry, but they got a lot of insights into just the SaaS, cloud computing, and storage industries, to name a few. And they're kind of the experts in what we call product-led growth, which I believe is the future of most technology. Uh, and they arguably invented that term. So they give you a lot of information in these weekly bites uh, to be able to uh, understand that market and grow with it. Coming up. Coming up next week. Hello, everyone. This is Chuck Canton, the CEO of SourcePass. Super excited to join Paul's uh, podcast to share uh, our journey that we're embarking on to build a billion-dollar MSP and some of the ingredients we're infusing into that mission to accomplish it. Wherever you listen to this podcast, do subscribe so you never miss an episode. Because on top of that interview with Chuck next week, we'll be talking about your MSP funding your future lifestyle. In fact, the more it funds your future lifestyle, the more enjoyable your business becomes now. I'll explain that one fully next week. We'll also talk about when clients act like idiots and whether or not you should apply an idiot tax. We've got tons more content for you on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash MSP marketing and join me next Tuesday and have a very profitable week in your MSP. Made in the UK for MSPs around the world. Paul Green's MSP, MSP Marketing Podcast.